This is Matthew from the Terminally Chill Podcast. Hey, this is Hunter from a podcast with the same name, but it's totally different. And uh, she goes to another high school. You wouldn't know her. You, you got something you want? No, we, we can just move on. Uh, okay. Just wanted to give a big thanks to Friar Nick for joining us on the podcast. Had a really good time, and we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. <laughs> Welcome to Terminally Chill, now with 100% more clerics. Hunter? Uh, I'm not a cleric, oh, but okay. oh, our yeah. esteemed guest, Friar Nick, is. Oh, I'm Hi, it's Friar Nick. I'm 33% of this podcast, but 100% of the cleric. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, that. since this is a special occasion, we are you know, live in the studio for the first time. Let's bring out the band, everybody. Woo! Woo! All right. One, two, one, two, three. Look, if you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or just let it slip? Yo. Let's go. All the small things to care, truth brings. I'll take one. Say it ain't so. Thank you, thank, the house thank band. You. Woo! All right. That would. I, you know, I wasn't expecting that. I, high hopes for this podcast. This is going to be great. <laughs> we always start high to get the average listen time up, and then we trend downhill as things no, go on. I think, I think this one's going to be all rise. It's just going to keep going up. That was The Roots. Um, you know, you might have heard of them from Jimmy Fallon. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Shout out to The Roots for uh, for being on the podcast. We appreciate that. Yep, that was, yeah. that, that was our entire podcast budget. It is gone. <laughs> we are in serious debt now. Start advertising. <laughs> but this is a very special day because this is our first ever episode with a guest. Everyone give it up for Friar Nick. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Ooh, yeah. Got, got one fan out there. <laughs> Sorry, those uh, the, these crowds, live studios are real tough these days. Live studios uh, in COVID yeah, times. Everyone's wearing masks, of course. So yeah, it's good to be on. Good to be on. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So, what is your what is your history of being on podcasts, Friar Nick? So, uh, I, I was on clerically speaking when we went. Oh, uh, we went to Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was kind of the first. It was kind of the priest DM. Uh, meet up in Pittsburgh. Oh, it's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day. I've I've known Father Anthony for a while, uh, Anthony Shearapapapa, because we uh, went to Catholic University of America together. Um, so I've known him for at least like seven years. Um, I also was on that one. That was cool. And then I was on Father Ed Looney's podcast on Mary, which was good too. Um, that was. Uh, I had to prepare for it because there's theology and stuff, but it was good. Um, and, and now I'm on here. And y- you know, of all the podcasts I've been on, I think this is the chillest. Gonna, gonna, gonna say that definitely the chillest. So, wow, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I assume thank by you. chill you mean low production quality, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean relaxed and 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 good. I feel like I can be myself. I appreciate that. Oh, we're glad we uh we strive to be a welcoming environment here at Terminally Chill, and you know, with that, we didn't do much preparation, but we wanted to ask Thank you me. just a few questions. Yeah, this is uh, an interview now, apparently. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's all good. No, I, I, you know, I, I taught high school for three years, so uh, kids were asking me questions all the time, and 
I'm 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 ready. I feel ready. I feel what was, ready. What was the weirdest question you got? I have to ask. Um, oh, if, man, it, if it's bad, you don't have to say it. <laughs> but like, were you ever seriously thrown off by a question? Oh, I'm sure I was. No, sometimes I had the senior honors kids, so they would ask some pretty good theological stuff. Um, but they're generally fascinated with a lot about a lot of stuff um, about how I live. And granted, these were high school kids. So a, a lot of the questions were like, what do you mean you're not getting married? Um, I'm like, <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I haven't been teaching in like three years, so I kind of forgot it, but it, it was good. It was good. Kid, kids are good. So following in the footsteps of old St. Franciscan himself. Yeah. Right here, right now. Well, I guess we do have some actual questions then. If you, I'm, I'm yeah. Back. I wanted to uh, just lead off with, you know, St. Francis, the Franciscan, that great Italian saint. Uh, do you consider yourself Italian by birth or by faith? Oh, I mean, it's the Roman Catholic Church. I, I mean, I was born in Buffalo, New York, so uh, I guess it's by faith. And I, I do, I do remind myself a lot that the church is Italian, uh, which is a blessing in many, many ways. But. <laughs> So yeah, not not birth. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, born in Buffalo, New York. Very happy about that. So, I think are it's... there a lot of Italians in Buffalo? You know, there used to be a little Italy, and my mom actually was uh, grew up not too far away from there. But it's mostly um, not now. It actually that area is now like the little Middle East, which is interesting. Oh, and my best friend growing up was Mario Fanone, and both of his parents were from. Uh, from Italy and he just lived down the street. So I, I, I guess there was never thought about that. That's a name. I like that name. That's beautiful. It, it's a good one. And his, his, uh, his mother was Panora and his father was what, other, what's Phil in Italian, Philippe, something like that. I know good, good people. So, so did you ever consider yourself, uh, let's say the Luigi to his Mario? Hmm. You know what? Uh, there was four of us. Growing, like good oh, friends. Oh, so was there a, a Wario and a Waluigi as well? Yeah, you know, there we go. You had was, the whole crew. This was the early '90s, so I don't. When did uh, the bad Mario's pop in? <laughs> oh, jeez. Got us fact Sorry, I'm old. I'm 36, man. I um, think Mario showed up in the late '90s, but I could be wrong. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, so, I typed in. I'm I'm very dumb. Um, I typed in <laughs> Wario date because I thought uh, I thought hey. That's how you find out when Wario was invented. And uh, when's the Wario date? I got something called Wario date, which I do not encourage people to look up because I know nothing about it. But it looks like a dating sim about Wario. I was gonna say there's all sorts of crazy dating websites out there, so be be careful. Okay, please Wario... do not date Wario. Oh, Wario or is my age. A, or or to a a, a Wario themed dating website, <laughs> WarioSingles.com. <laughs> No, no. Man, don't do it. Wah, singles. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, Wario. I think it, Wario is my age. Wario was born in good old 1994. Wow. Um, well, there you go. Okay, yeah. Which is telling everyone how young slash old I am, but I don't care. Yeah, it's all good. 26-ish. Math. I don't know how I feel about Wario being 26. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't... He looks, he looks a oh, little older. Friar Nick, yeah. if you had to guess, just like, because you know roughly what Wario looks like, right? Yeah, no, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. How old in a vacuum would you have guessed that Wario is? 65. 65? I think that's up there, um, personally. If I had to guess from Wario, I'd say he is late 30s, early 40s. I think oh, he's, pushing, yeah. he's pushing boundaries. I I was going to say mid to probably early to mid thirties. He seems like the, the slightly too old to be living the bachelor lifestyle, but still is kind well, of guy. What, I mean, yeah, 65 year olds can do that too. <laughs> that's true. I guess that's just a lot sadder. I suppose. Well, Wario, right? I mean, he's not a happy, I don't know. He's... Not that he's a failure, but. I mean, <laughs> I think Mario and Luigi are definitely good Catholics. I don't know about Wario. It's it's up no, here. I don't. I don't. You think Wario left the church? Yeah, I don't know, man. 
I think he, uh, I can't see him going. And so I, I, I can't, <laughs> I don't see it happening. So no, I think Wario is a man of conviction. You know, if he says he, he believes in something, he believes in it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever know. And that's really the, some things we just won't know. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Doug Bowser, uh, the, the president of Nintendo, if you're listening to this, we would love to hear about, uh, Wario's religious beliefs. Yeah, I hope they Wait. drop a lore book. Doug Bowser is a real person. <laughs> Doug Bowser. I only know this because uh, it's very dumb. Doug Bowser <laughs> is the president of Nintendo now, and that's his real name. Yeah. That's cool. I love it. <laughs> what are the odds? Wow. It's serendipitous. It's beautiful. It's... I mean, talk about being born to do a job. like Right. I think this is a classic example of God's sense of humor. Wow. That's the yes, logical. So. Yeah, I can't believe they named that uh, that big spiny turtle in all those old games, Doug. <laughs> That's kind of nuts. Crazy. Friday yeah. Nick, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? When did you get your start on Twitter? Why are you on Twitter? Tell us about your Twitter presence. Hmm. It's a three-parter. Okay, when did it start? Uh, I I remember this mostly. I want to say two thousand or two thousand fourteen or thirteen. But I was driving home from New Hampshire and wanted a better way to uh, uh, follow news and thought Twitter might be a possibility. <laughs> and I was at a New Jersey rest stop. Like I remember this clear. I have a very selectively eidetic memory. Um, and, and I, you know, I created an account and just followed like 10 news people. Um, and then it kind of sort of expanded. I, I, I don't, I guess it turned into more social stuff, but how I got quote unquote popular, um, was I used to live tweet the dances at the high school where I worked at, I'd chaperone the dances and the students would say and do all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, and then I would just start tweeting what the kids say. And it was hilarious because they're funny and mostly good. Uh, why is that good? Is that how I, yeah, that's how I started. Yeah, that's a great answer. I was, uh, it reminded me that that's actually how I found you and Friar Matt as well used to do that, right? Yeah, well, and that was the thing. Friar Matt used to encourage me to, uh, to 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 do more twittering stuff. So, uh, yeah, he was my first guard. Like, well, once I was ordained and had a real job, he was my first guardian. So, so yeah, and then and then it kind of turned into social media, and so just kind of took off. At least I, I started use. I mean, I still use it for news, but not all that much. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny how, how things happen and. Um, yeah, I don't know why I stay on. Twitter's not without its drawbacks. Uh, yep. I think all of us kind of aware of that. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of sort of use it for um, quasi-social media. Um, I, 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 I probably should do more holy and good stuff. I, but I, I think I keep a good balance of just um, being transparent about who I am uh, and what, what I do. Because, you know, of course, the it's the most important part of my life mm -hmm. um and i express that in a lot of different ways that doesn't always pop up on twitter but i'm also interested in hiking and other stuff and chatting with people so uh so yeah, that's kind of why i stay on it's good to be connected with people hopefully i'm tweeting some of the gospel out there again probably need to do it more often but don't we all so Amen. Amen. That is the only reason to be on Twitter is to stay connected to people you like. I really cannot <laughs> imagine using Twitter as a news site in 2020. No, it's just, yeah. And, you know, seven or eight years ago, I guess it was a little bit easier to do. But, um, yeah, it's, and it's, it's fine. I've met a lot of people from Twitter now, like more than 30 maybe 20 i don't know but also I, I used to now there's covid but i used to travel a lot um and i would just tweet i'm traveling somewhere and somebody's like hey you want to get coffee me? like sure so yeah it's been really cool to meet a, a lot of different people from all over the place and um yeah it's great this podcast wouldn't exist if we didn't have 
Twitter meetups. So that's when, true. When me and Hunter uh, met yeah. for the first time, it was like, hey, this is, we got to start a podcast. No question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I looked Matthew in the eyes and I just said, you know what would be great? If we talked for an hour each week at each other, we had never spoken a word to each other. And then record it. We just looked each other in the eye and said, let's record all of our conversations. This is, no, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's funny because I, so I was in kindergarten in 1989, right? And we had a computer in our classroom, like Mm -hmm. computers. And I started using uh, like Yahoo and AOL chat rooms when I was like, 12 or 13 or whatever just talking about sports and video games so you know 20 whatever years later it it, it you know it's a different medium but it's kind of the same thing mm-hmm. um, so it's pretty wild to think you know 20 years of my life has been somehow like digital communication with people but yeah there it is but it's, yeah lots it's of sort of amazing come. it's amazing because yeah. we you know, even in the early stages, I think it was a lot harder um, for people to make those kind of genuine friendships. But I think like we're kind of yeah. in a golden age of people being able to just like connect with people across the world and, and, and become friends in like a yeah. genuine, normal way. As long as you're, you know, you still have to be careful, but there's a lot, certainly a lot of good stuff that can come out of that, I think. Yeah, yeah, there, there really is. And it's, I'm a pretty introverted person and, and generally shy but it, it's just amazing what kind of um who you can meet and all these things and so I, I was teaching uh i used to teach seniors and part of it was vocations and part of it was marriage and i think this is statistics from 2015 or 16 but it's it's something like 40 percent of married couple couples that got married uh, in 2015 or 16, 14, something like that, met each other through some sort of like dating website. Um, you know, and it could be, you know, Catholic singles or, uh, uh whatever the other things are or whatnot. Um, but one of the, the points of that was like, well, people have been doing this kind of dating. They used to have dating stuff like that in, in newspapers and magazines, right. <laughs> for almost a hundred years. So it's not, I mean, the medium in which people do it's different and it's a lot more instant, but there's been, so some things are new, at least in so far as it's digital and the speed at which it happens, but otherwise these ideas are kind of old. So. Plus you no longer have to pay money to put out an ad in a newspaper. You can just uh, download an app. Yeah. People don't. Yeah. People. When's the last time you touched a newspaper? Great question. Yeah. Literally. Yes. Actually, no, it was in when Matthew and I went camping in Wisconsin because we were lighting it on fire. Oh, that's true. <laughs> to, to light, you know, wood on fire. Tinder. But, yeah, as a, on fire, but as a medium. Speaking that's... of dating app, Tinder. Uh, okay, oh, never mind. No. Hey. Hey. Nice little, nice little connection there. Nice little there segue into the next question. Good <laughs> no, job. So, Actually, I do have another question. Yeah, sure. for Nick, you have a really interesting definition of the word fun, and I think we've talked about this on Twitter before. Oh, really? May I? It's the other thing. All my tweets delete now. It's great. See, that's um, smart. You, I think we had a conversation about like you were telling me about type A fun and type B fun or something. Type, yeah, it's type one and type two. Oh, okay, I was close. I'm a big yeah, fan of this so- actually. Go ahead. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So I've I've taken some uh, courses with the National Outdoor Leadership School, which is camping and backpacking and all sorts. Anyhow, you know, there's leadership things. And one of the things it's you need to be able to tolerate a lot of uncomfortableness and uncertainty. So type one fun is when it's fun thinking about doing what you want to do it's fun while you're doing it and then it's fun afterwards so uh like i went for a bike ride today i'm like man it's my day off it's like 65 degrees out i feel pretty good gonna go for a bike ride gonna go through rock creek park the trees are turning colors can't wait to do it got on my bike felt good (laughs) trees were turning colors i was just kind of pedaling right it was safe all that stuff. I'm like, man, that was a good bike ride. 
I got back home and I'm talking about it now. I'm like, yeah, that was a good bike. That's type one fun. Like there's other times when my bike tires are flat or I get lost or um, all that kind of stuff. Um, or I used to do like 100, 125 mile bike rides. Oh my. It's not, it's not really fun while you're doing it, but I'm like, I've, I've probably ridden about 10 of them, maybe more, maybe less. But it's kind of cool to say I've ridden 10, 125-mile <laughs> bike rides. And frankly, those bike rides have taught me more about endurance and tolerance for adversity and uncertainty and being uncomfortable and all that stuff than just the good bike rides. Like, yeah, today was great, 40 miles or whatever. Um, Super cool. casual. Yeah. 40 yeah, miles. A lot. Um, <laughs> I have but, some pretty good experience with type two fun. Um, what's like, and I learned about, it. I learned about the phrase interestingly, um, because of a trip, I had a buddy who was telling me about it because we went on a backpacking trip where we ended, we ended up not knowing that the weather was going to be pretty bad and got stuck in a blizzard. Whereabouts? And, uh, in, oh gosh, what is it? It's like, it's in the foothills of the Appalachian trail here in, Okay. In North Carolina by the Tennessee border. I don't know exactly. Yeah, no, I get you. I'm familiar with that area. It can get pretty rough. We got we got snowed in. We were not prepared at all for the cold, and we were just stuck out there. So, you know, it was fun in retrospect, and it's something that we it, love talking about. But in the exactly. moment, we thought we might die. So yeah, and and nobody like nobody goes looking for those types of experiences either. Um, inherently, they're you know, I, I had a similar experience in the Adirondacks where it, it was only supposed to snow a foot and it ended up snowing about five feet that night. You don't go looking for those things, but they teach you a lot of stuff. So, um, and I think it's a good metaphor for a lot of life. A lot of life can be not necessarily dangerous or, or whatnot, um, but it's it's not all super exciting. And there, there's a lot to be said or uh, someone's ability to just stick with it and to be able to endure uh, suffering, suffering that's not like damaging to the person right. either physically or mentally, so socially, all those things. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we have to live in the uncomfortability. Um, and I think uh, it's, it's easy just to surround ourselves with comforts and whatnot. So, sacrifice and, and being more open to those are experiences. I think that's one, that's one we learn the most. So yeah, there's yeah. something to be said for needless suffering in pursuit of fun and how that can actually become part of the fun in, in a certain weird, yeah. weird way. Yeah. And kind of looking back at it and like, all right, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. My initial thought is just like, I don't know if you could call it fun necessarily, but thinking about, things in the spiritual life that are and matthew and i will say have said this and we'll say this again we we're not theology experts nope, no <laughs> we're just two dudes um but thinking about doing things like sometimes you wake up and you sit down and you're like all right i have to do my morning prayers or like i have to do prayer i do not want to do prayer necessarily i have a desire like deep down to pray yeah. But like, I don't really want to right now, but I will be happy I did later. And it is a good thing for me to do. And to me, that kind of sounds like the, uh, the type B fun. Yeah. Um, I not mean, that it's no. like fun, but no, a lot of, you know. yeah, I understand. It's, it's a parallel kind of thing. Right. A lot of prayer is just showing up and it means, um, <laughs> being awake, putting down you know, the video game or YouTube or whatever. Uh, it means having less time to do something else. Um, yeah. So I, th I think there's a parallel different, but there's a parallel. So. Well, going back and speaking about um, <clears throat> cold mountains and frozen things, uh -huh. <laughs> would you like to introduce our little game we're going to be playing tonight? Well, passing it over to me. So we, we did do a little bit of prep work. Love uh, and if you are if you are down, we prepared a game, and I know you said your old tweets delete, but you still have some up there. So okay. we we gathered some of your old tweets and some quotes from the Grinch 
from uh, that classic movie whose yeah. title is escaping me. <laughs> yeah, The Grinch. The Grinch. The Grinch who stole Christmas. I don't know. Um, because you have uh, you've cultivated this sort of persona on Twitter that you know fun needs to be very structured. We don't do jokes. I don't. You know, which I respect. Which okay, is good. it is interesting that we decided to have you as the first guest since you don't do jokes. But I'm glad we did. Just don't worry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried. This is going to be great. I'm pretty sure I'm going to win. Perfect. So we will read you a quote, and it is either from one of your tweets or from the Grinch. Okay. Uh, so the first one is, "I'm an idiot. You're an idiot." <laughs> I think that. No, I wouldn't call somebody an idiot. I call somebody a clown. I think it's the Grinch. Ring, ding, 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 ding. That is correct. Good job. All right. <laughs> one for one. Well Score done. One. Incredible. I'm, I would call somebody a clown. I'd call somebody a dingus or a dingbat. I might say <laughs> they're acting like an idiot, but I wouldn't call them an idiot. It's good to right. let you know thyself. Very good. That was a tough one. Oh, man. I hope that was the <laughs> hardest one. Oh, boy. This is type three fun right now. I don't like it. <laughs> All right. We'll have fun talking about it later. <laughs> All right, here's, here's our next quote. <clears throat> Am I just eating because I'm bored? Uh, that's the, I would never tweet that because I don't do that. Beautiful. Well done. Incredibly two for two. You, you're very, really knocking this one out of the park. Gotta I'm say, very... I'm flipping through my note cards, sweating. Like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Uh, all right, here's uh, number three for you. Mm -hmm. You want to hear a good joke? Mm. Yeah, that would have been me because it's a song from, uh, what do you call it? Run the Jewels. Uh, and I can't say like 20% of the words in that song. <laughs> memorize a chunk of it, but... Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't say the first line. Anyhow. But you are correct. This is this is one of your tweets. That's kind yeah, of incredible no, I, that we accidentally picked one that happens to be a reference to something. Like I, I, had I had no, no clue. No, that's yeah. That's no. It's 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 a good song. It's a little vulgar, and I'm okay to listen to vulgar music. But I generally not a vulgar guy. But you know, it's art and whatnot. Anyhow, run the jewels is they're pretty good. So. They also to run the jewels. Yeah. Have you heard of them? That's killer Mike and someone else, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, LP. Um, right. Which stands for the lyrical punisher, which is such a, <laughs> that's a great name. That's phenomenal. He's, anyhow, they also, if, if you're interested, you could look at, you know, Spotify, but they also remixed one of their albums and it has a lot of cat noises and it's called meow the jewels. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I love that. Wow! And every once in a while, it just pops up on my on my Spotify, and that's incredible. Very, yeah, it's very a, good. So, Killer Mike and LP. <laughs> Here's another one for you. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna keep hitting you quick with these. All right. One man's <laughs> toxic sludge is another man's potpourri. No, oh, that's uh, the Grinch. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, that one, that one's a little obvious. I'll I'll, I'll take the blame on that one. You know, no. I, I googled uh, <laughs> Grinch quotes. Buffalo, New York's got a lot of um, nuclear waste in and about its water and land and whatnot. So, so you're aware of the toxic sludge? Yeah, yeah. My friend worked in water reclamation in, in Buffalo, and he would literally just bottle up nuclear waste into giant cans and put them on a truck, like. <laughs> See, we should have known this was one of your areas of expertise. Yeah, I know a lot of things. Can't get past you with that one. All right. Uh, next up, we have, what's that mean? I don't speak French. <laughs> I, I, I think it's the Grinch, but also I'm pretty sure I said that too. And, uh, I'm pretty sure that was me. But it could have been the Grinch too. Uh, what? Wh who was it? 
bad news. You said that earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm just saying the Grinch guy said it, but I mean <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I, it's it's October, so I've been putting on Halloween costumes. <laughs> On my, on my I did. <laughs> I did want to ask. I saw the uh, the baguette man on your profile for a couple hours today. Oh yeah, that guy. Was... <laughs> what was the context behind that? That was my Halloween <laughs> costume. I dressed up as a French person. Now I have to ask: Did you dress up as a French person, or did you dress up as the infamous fighty G character? Wee wee baguette man. Wow, that's a throwback. No, so I didn't dress up at all. That was just some, you know. Oh, I uh, assume that was you. Oh, please, I'm you not. You donned the whole costume. No, shaved. I, no. I put very. <laughs> this one thing that should be abundantly clear about what I do on Twitter, I put little to no effort into all of it. Um, that's why, yeah, none. So, it, it, uh, last week or two weeks ago, I dressed up as Father Anthony. Uh, and I, I was in for a little bit. That was hilarious and confusing to a lot of people. And I, I like. I want to say for the record, it's pronounced Fighty G. Um, yeah, she, Fighty she, G. Or G. She tweeted. That Is it G? Day. It's G. Or G. I just want to make sure we're correct. G, but I could be mistaken. Phonics is, you know who I'm talking about, so it doesn't matter. Phonics, there's, phonics is, yeah, yeah. Phonics isn't real. You heard it here first. You know hey. what? I was never taught grammar in grade school. It was all about phonics. And now look at me now. It's, this is why I, I do math and spreadsheets because English is tough. Anyhow. What's, so your, is fair. what's your favorite Excel function? Um, you know, I just use the calculator, the add one so much. Pivot tables <laughs> are really cool. Pivot tables uh, are great. Yeah. So it, it really kind of depends, but like when I do bank recs and just so much of my stuff is just calculator. It's, it's a big old calculator. It's great. Um, also just when I'm setting up uh, travel plans and whatnot, just how to mirror cells, that's super handy. Um, there's definitely more powerful stuff, but like 95% of what I do, it's that. So I'm an absolute baby. And frankly, so are a lot of people in business because in my first job, people were <laughs> yep. like, hey, do yep. you know how to use VLOOKUP? That makes you an intermediate Excel user. And I was like, really, though? Does <laughs> that intermediate? Yeah. No, funny how that works. It just, it's, it's a relatively low bar, but, you know. Right. I mean, the real ones know that you can just index match your way out of almost anything. Index match is the way to go, no doubt. That's the move. Yeah. We got one Shout more, out to all the Excel heads out there. Actually, I it's I, I chat with the uh, the Excel Twitter account now and again. Um, they're good people. Really, <laughs> really that's a fantastic they, part of the lore. Budding I Benjamin. really wish they followed me. Um, also, it's you know the handle is MS Excel, so I say like Ms. <laughs> Miss Excel. I love that. But yeah, Do you think I, there's I, a Mr. Excel. Well, I. I haven't gotten that far yet, but <laughs> no, there's not a it Mr. Excel because it's MS it Excel. It would be oh. MRS Excel. Yeah, it'd be cool if they followed me, but you know what? They follow what? Eh, they follow 200, 879 people. Mm. Eh, I mean, I get it, but it's a it would be cool to join. We got one more Grinch quote for you. All right, cool. Yeah. Or prior next tweet, you be the judge. Hey, don't, don't give it away. Maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. Was that you or the Grinch? Uh, that was the Grinch. I generally don't rhyme when I talk. <laughs> oh, mm. good catch. Yeah. That was uh, that was the one we thought we might get you on. A little, tr nah. little tricky. Yeah, I agree with it. Stuff is overrated, but... It's truly beautiful. I mean, that's, that's the sentiment that we all need to hear, I think, right now, in this it's... day and age. Yeah, it, and you know what? I know we got to get through Halloween and, and, and do Thanksgiving and whatnot, but Christmas is coming. So, Christmas it's actually the, Thanksgiving's uh... favorite holiday. So, it's a lot. Was of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the incarnation. You love Jesus. You love baby Jesus. So, that is fair. Sometimes uh, 
I don't know if this happens to you guys, but you'll get asked like what your favorite holiday is. And it's like, well, do I want Jesus's birth or Jesus's death? <laughs> I feel like those are my two options. And I feel like I'm, I'm get judged based on which one Hold I pick. Jesus's resurrection is the, the one. I mean, come on. Well, right. But like it's two different things. Jesus is important. I think you gotta. I think the obvious answer is that you choose Easter. If you're trying to choose between what, like, it well, that's like the thing is Friday that... or Christmas, and I, I don't know. I think Easter is the obvious middle ground there. You know. Well, everyone. I feel like the right answer is Easter, but I am glad to hear that Saint Franciscan thinks that it's he enjoyed Christmas the most because personally, yeah. I'm a I'm a Christmas fella. A lot of people are. Most people are. Well, if we want, we can now move on to questions from our very dumb fans. Um, they asked you know. a few questions. No, you don't have. To, you don't have to say that. It's it's me. I'm the one saying. Yes, yeah, it's. it's okay. uh, we we do love our fans, but they are they're big buffoons. All right, fair enough. We're all buffoons here. This is a buffoon podcast, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. I, our, our first yeah. question comes from Father Kitar. Oh, I know. He says, what Great is guy. your favorite story less well-known from the life of St. Francis? Um, it's kind of, I mean, what do people know about him? What's the, I, I think one of the, one of the most like beautiful things is when, when he was dying. And so there's a lot of um, friars around. He uh, so it's pretty well documented. And it comes from a lot of different sources, but now when he was dying, he he asked to be um, he was taken to his favorite chapel. It's one of the chapels he he rebuilt, Santa Maria de Angeli. It's in the valley in Assisi, um, and and he was asked to be uh, laid on the ground. Uh, I think he was naked while they read the um, the Passion of Jesus Christ from the Gospel of John, uh, and that's how he left this world that's how he died and it's just this very oh, wow. yeah it's i mean it's kind of dark it's a little heavy and whatnot but it's all and, and the friars were around him and they're praying with him and, and singing and all this stuff so it was a you know it, it was really as a joyous occasion insofar as he was you know they presumed he was going to heaven and he did um but it just speaks a lot about him um and and i don't think most people know about that and and i think how people die uh man, just can be interesting uh can say a lot about who they are and, and their life in general so it's very profound that's beautiful yeah yeah i do want to take back my comment about our fans being dumb because i'm i'm looking at the list we got here and uh they're all pretty smart actually so oh, no uh, this is a this is a running bit on the show that uh, gotcha. we, we jest about the fans being dumb when they're not yeah 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 just so the fans know that uh, they are still dumb, but <laughs> just clarifying. Just let it, you know. Okay. You don't want to send mixed signals here. I mean, if no. you listen to this podcast, you got to folks. <laughs> uh, terminally chill, the only podcast that will forcibly remove your brain cells. <laughs> and that's a promise. <laughs> we do have, this is another good listener question. Uh, Caroline asks, who is your favorite Sesame Street character and why? What what's what's Sesame Street? You know the one with uh Big Bird and Elmo and uh the guy that lives in the trash can. Have that you like, ever seen Sesame Street? I like a chill I was never a child, mm. so I You was, were never a child? No, I was born and I was like 17, 18, like the next day. Oh, I, that's I incredible. Fast. Um no, it's kind of weird. I'm an only no, it's not weird. It just this is just how it is. I'm an only child, uh, and my dad was an only child, so I was the only kid around. So um, I just didn't. I'm mean, I'm sure I watched Sesame Street, but I really don't remember any of it whatsoever. Uh, so I just kind of grew up really fast. Um, but if I think about it, I mean, Oscar the Grouch is pretty funny. My aunt, who's my godmother, she she laughs like the Count, which is hilarious. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, I like that, that. That's a nice thing. She, she, that the count reminds me of my aunt Noreen, and she's great. Um, yeah, I guess also, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm getting them mixed up with the Muppets. We don't want to. I watched a lot of Muppets, but uh, but yeah, Sesame Street. Um, I thought it, Bert and Ernie's kind of interactions were usually funny, too. It's about all I remember. But yeah. yeah. To be honest, I don't think I ever watched an episode of Sesame Street. My really? knowledge of Sesame Street really? is almost entirely through memes. Really? And just like seeing stuff online. I think I missed the, the time frame. I think public like uh television just other stuff on, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's it's like I don't know. Um Nickelodeon, you know, just other things popped up and cartoon. Right. Well I was I was watching Teletubbies when I was younger and I was watching Winnie the Pooh and the Hundred Acre Wood. Uh, That's yeah. a classic. Yeah, yeah. I don't really remember what else. Yeah. But no, no, it's a good question. Sorry, Caroline. Moving on to our last listener question here. Meg asks, you know, Meg, everyone knows Meg. Dinner with yeah. one person, living or dead, who would it be? Oh, man. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of people I'd want to talk to. I guess I'll, I'm giving myself a dead person and a living person, and this isn't like super well thought out, but um, dead person, Teddy Roosevelt, he was actually inaugurated in Buffalo, New York. Um, oh, but wow. He's an outdoorsman and, and did a lot to you know, help create national parks and uh, just this really smart. He wrote a book. He, was bo- he wasn't bored one summer. He just wanted to put his mind to work and did something so he wrote a book about birds uh when he, he was like a college sophomore or junior or something he just took a summer and wrote an ornithology book about i think like upstate new york or something like that so and he was the president and all that stuff um so he'd be just and you know military guy so i think i'll just he would have a lot of good stories he could teach me a lot i think that'd be interesting um living people I, yeah, man alive. I don't know. Oh, that's hard. It's a good question. I, I, I guess similarly, there's um, there's a it, kind of similar to similar but way different. Uh, similar to Teddy Roosevelt. His name is he's, this is an outdoor climber guy. His name's Jimmy Chin, and just you know talk about type one, type two fun. Like he just knows how to suffer. Um, <laughs> And he also, so he's a photographer for National Geographic, but he's also this incredibly talented outdoorsman. I think he's, he might be the first or like one of the first people to climb up Everest and then ski down it. Oh, wow. And that's nuts. Uh, He also, he uh, had a near death experience. He was in an avalanche uh, in Wyoming because he lives in Wyoming. Uh, And he, uh, it just kind of came out he survived it whatnot but i just think he has an interesting perspective about it would just be cool to hear all of his stories about um uh climbing and all the beautiful places he's been and, and all that kind of stuff so yeah what does it so, take yeah. to get to that point where you just don't fear in that in the way most people do you know well it's an it's, it's an interesting thing because he's I, I don't think he's I don't, I don't, I'm pretty sure he's not married, but he, you know, he talks about it or people who are, uh, you know, married and with kids and whatnot. And actually one of the guys he climbs with a lot, his name's Conrad Anchor, and, and he's probably in his fifties now, but still one of the best mountaineers in the world. He's got a wife and kids and, you know, you take these calculated risks and you, you gotta, you know, how, how far do you push it? And, and, you know, and I think it's, I want to talk to him about that because we think about how I push it in my life. I do not put, most people don't push it in, in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it would be good that we need to, because that's how you, um, it's not so much about achieving things, but it, like insofar as like, what can I do best for my ministry? You know, am I just happy with my spreadsheets and all that stuff? Or is there something that I can be doing more? Um, cause ultimately it's for the glory of God. It's not about me, but it's about glory of God and then helping other people. So the, those people who are at the top of their athletic 
thing or in my case i like mountaineering and all that stuff it would be really interesting so i'd want to have dinner with him but also like in the context of a backpacking trip where we would be like out in the middle of nowhere so uh yeah yeah that sounds awesome we also would have accepted for people who are alive that you'd like to have a dinner with either matthew or myself yeah would have would have been great answers. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, look, it's awesome hey, hey, answer. Yeah, good good choice. No, okay. not putting it down. I mean, I think, that guy sounds really cool. Sure, but. I, yeah. it's because it, Meg asked the question. I've I've had pierogi with Meg, so you you too can be part of that club. I and both of us have met Meg, so by two degrees of separation, we sort of have. Sort dinner. of. Two words that can change it. Right sort of <laughs> you know what i like to think we've had dinner you know well we have had i dinner. agree is is this not dinner <laughs> this is companionship so i was gonna say we have had dinner at the holy sacrifice the mass i mean we gotta uh, say it. <laughs> it. we gotta say it that sure is a sentence <laughs> we can just move past so, if you want <laughs> I think we've hit like almost all of the parts of your brand, Friar Nick, except yeah, have a brand. the biggest one. Yeah. Well, maybe not your brand, but just who you are sure. through Twitter, at least. Yeah. Uh, which is the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. So what is what is your personal history with the Wu-Tang Clan? How did you, um, you get into them? I don't know. It's just music I like grew up with because was it 36 Chambers came out and like mid 90s sure um, i would say 95 something like that. oh 93 oh it was november 93 um so it's something i just kind of knew uh and then they were on popular comedy show when i was on uh, uh in college called dave Ch- the chappelle show dave chappelle oh yeah absolutely um, and then um, there's a, a, a short film with them called Coffee and Cigarettes, which is like 10 different little films, but they do one of them and they hang out with Bill Murray. And that's funny. And ca- cash rules everything around me, which, you know, accounting cash is king. Uh, so it, it's, it's just 36 Chambers is just a top 10 album of mine. Awesome. Yeah. That's a that's a strong music take and uh you know no i i listen to a lot of music i got you so um, i have to respect it the uh the thing that struck me personally you know we here at terminally chill uh care a lot about high production value we want to make sure that when we have guests on we're doing our research Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and i i did look up the lyrics to cream cash rules everything around me and uh just just a couple of them struck me yeah life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough but as the world turns i learned life is hell living in the world no different from a cell and i wanted to ask you Mm. you know as an expert in franciscan living and the wu-tang clan do you think they're making an allusion there to sort of the monastic life and the value of suffering in that sort of vocation maybe uh i think they they might and also i mean saint francis was the first religious to not be a a monastic or at least one of the first it gets a little confusing historically um but well at least first like i guess mainstream popular one so perhaps uh they wu-tang does a lot of spirituality it's a lot of uh eastern spirituality so i think can be potentially some overlap um so yeah you heard it here first uh wu-tang is catholic i'll say it (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you said that and not me uh everyone on the podcast has officially said it Uh, now that i have i'd like to distance (laughs) myself from your words Uh, (laughs) we at terminally chill podcast do not endorse every take that hunter throws out Oh, he is 50% of the podcast, so... Not this um, only 33% tonight, <laughs> yeah. so I don't have the voting majority. There you go. <laughs> voting. Wild. Shout out to voting. Hey, I'm a it's fan. A good... Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. And that was the uh, political bit of the podcast. <laughs> not to... Not 
to not talk about politics, but there's uh, what we call it. Every time I hike this one trail in, in Shenandoah, I listen to the to 36 chambers, and it's just man, it me moving up that mountain real fast. So, yeah, Wu Tang is definitely good. I, I've put on their albums when I'm working out, just to let all the listeners know that I work out occasionally. Occasionally, every once in a while. But Wu Tang definitely very motivational. Reps for Jesus. Amen. Getting big for the Lord. Reps for Jesus. <laughs> Father, forgive me for these gains. <laughs> I will stop. That's a great sound bite. <laughs> Wu Tang. Wu Tang forever. Well, I think that's all I had. Matthew, did you have anything else? I think we got through all of our burning questions uh friar nick is there anything yeah. you want to shout out from your your moment right here on our podcast yeah we usually do uh closing okay. thoughts closing, so if you yeah. have any closing thoughts closing thoughts slash shout outs yeah um i have two closing thoughts pray the rosary every day because that'll make you better and good and holy and mary likes that and and, and cash rules everything around me cream get the money dollar dollar bill y'all yeah that's pretty good i couldn't have said it better myself amen okay. matthew do you have uh, a closing thought for us um i mean after that really no I, there's nothing i can <laughs> nothing i can say to compliment that it stands that's on fair. yeah it does uh, my closing thought is that a big dentist is lying to you. You only have to brush your teeth once a day. Don't let them try to sell you extra toothpaste or floss. One time. Uh, Take care of the job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, this has been a, another edition of the Terminally Chill Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TChillPod. Uh, you can send us an email the old-fashioned way at terminallychillpod at gmail.com. I've been Hunter. I've been Matthew. I'm Friar Nick. Adios. Bye.